And thank you for joining us for Be a Better Leader. I'm Jennifer Colosimo. I'm the president of the Enterprise Division at Franklin Covey. And as we emerge slowly and surely from the pandemic, the workplace is changing. Both the place, are we co-located? Are we returning? Are we hybrid? Are we remote? As well as the space, are we building an inclusive space, a sense of belonging where people are linking their contributions to what's important to the organization? I'm joined today by Stephen M. R. Covey, the co-founder of CoveyLink, as well as Franklin Covey's Global Speed of Trust Practice and the best-selling author of Speed of Trust. Welcome, Stephen. Hey, it's great to be with you, Jen. Excited for today. I'm excited to talk with you about this. You know, as we talk about these different work arrangements, trust is the most studied, most referenced in the books I'm reading and looking at, and you are the expert in trust. How does trust help us as we go, whether remote, hybrid, or return to work? It's because in this new environment where the, the place and space is changing, the foundation of what really enables the kind of collaboration that's needed, the innovation, the creativity, the autonomy is trust. It's hard to really operate in these different situations, whether it be a hybrid one or a, you know, work from home, work from anywhere, if you don't trust your people and if the people don't feel trusted. And so you might have all these strategies of you're going to have, you know, some people working from home, some people working from the office and some hybrid of the combination. But still, if there's distrust or if, if the leadership doesn't trust the people and the people don't trust the leadership, these arrangements just don't work in the same way. And so while there's a lot of other factors we have to put in place, the foundation, what really operationalizes all of this is trust. In a very real sense, trust is the currency of the new work environment that we're operating in. It makes everything work and go around. And as a leader, um, I lead a team, you lead a team, the folks listening to us or viewing us lead teams or impact leaders that lead teams. You talk about trust behaviors. What are some of the key trust behaviors that help me create a sense of autonomy and trust that will get the results as a leader? Yes. Well, in the speed of trust, as you know, I talk about 13 high trust behaviors. The one I want to really emphasize here is the 13th behavior, extend trust. Now more than ever before as leaders, what's important is not only that we be trustworthy, but that we be trusting. We need to be trusting as leaders. And that gives people autonomy. You can't give people autonomy if you don't trust them. Mm -hmm. When you do trust them, you're saying, I'm giving you this autonomy. Today, people don't want to be managed. They want to be led. People don't want to merely be motivated. They want to be inspired. And they want freedom. They want autonomy to be able to, to work on this and to, and to feel trusted and to deliver results and outcomes with where they have some freedom of how they're going to do that, some autonomy, and where they feel trusted. I've seen some situations where people are now uh, working from home or doing even a hybrid uh, work location where the people are, are, they still don't feel trusted. They feel like now they're just being better micromanaged from a distance. 
Whereas by contrast, I've also seen some situations where this new environment has really compelled many leaders to lead out more clearly and more deliberately in saying to their people, we trust you. I trust you. And I'm extending this trust to you. And, and, um, and then people are responding to it and they're rising to the, to the occasion. They're performing better and they're reciprocating, giving the trust right back. So there's a lot of important behaviors, but I'd say yeah. the most important of them all right now in this new environment is to extend trust, to be trusting as a leader, as well as being trustworthy. And we put maybe a lot of emphasis on the trustworthiness side, not near enough on the trusting side. And it is, it's equal. And we've got to become more trusting as leaders. And right now in this new environment is the great opportunity to lead out in extending trust to our people and having them feel that trust and being inspired by it and feeling the freedom and the autonomy that comes from being trusted. Stephen, I agree with you. And much of the work in remote work is showing that some of the monitoring systems and the things that kind of demonstrate that we don't trust are actually backfiring. But what would you say if I said, well, how, what if I get taken advantage of? I mean, aren't I going to get taken advantage of? Yeah, great question. We think, I think we all have this question. And, and I've seen some organizations, you know, install um, productivity software, so to speak. It's really, it looks and feels like surveillance to their employees that I'm not being trusted. But I understand the concern because we just want to make sure that, that in giving this trust, this autonomy to people, that they are not abusing it or taking advantage of it or, or just wasting um, energy and, and creativity. And so, so here's a couple of other, I'd add, I'll add two more behaviors to this extending trust that's really critical. As we extend trust in this new environment, as we give people autonomy, let's do it by always kind of creating an agreement together. And so there's two other key behaviors. Clarify expectations all around the trust being given, both expectations in terms of results, the outcomes that we're after, but also the guidelines that we have to work with, the, you know, the no-nos, the watch-outs, all those things, so that we're extending this trust around clear expectations. And then another behavior, to practice accountability to those expectations. So we agree upon a method of accountability, a mutual method of accountability. If we do that well up front, if we extend trust to people in remote or hybrid settings or on-site for that matter, and we always do it with, let's together, clarify expectations, and let's agree to a process of accountability, mutual accountability of how we'll move forward with this. With that in place, you can extend trust quite abundantly because it, you built into the agreement a, a safety net, a process to make sure that people are clear about the outcomes and what they have to work with and how they'll be accountable to it. If you don't do that well up front, what happens, Jen, is that as a leader, you tend to kind of then come back to check in on how things are going and it can look and feel like you're now intruding, you're micromanaging, you don't trust me when you're just trying to find out what's going on. But when you build in the accountability into the process up front, then it just becomes natural as part of the agreement that here's how we're going to be accountable on this. And it feels like I'm being helpful, not distrusting of them. And so the key is to create an agreement up front, extend trust with clear expectations and an agreed upon process for accountability. You do that well up front. It is remarkable 
the kind of results that you achieve. Can I just share one example of this? Please. Just uh, earlier this week, I, I did a, um, an online event for the senior management team of this of a big global services company. I can't share who it is, but a big company operating all around the world. And, and we talked about the importance right now more than ever before being trusting in this new environment. And the CEO said, he made these comments. Not only is this a happier way to operate for our employees because people like being trusted, they respond to it, they like having autonomy and they respond to that, that inspires them. So it is a better way to live and to operate and to lead. But also he said, it's amazing the kind of results that we're getting, the outcomes that we're getting because people are inspired to produce better work than ever before in new ways in creative ways and in innovative ways. And they're coming up with ideas we never even thought of that are very creative. And it's because we haven't dictated the methods to them. We've given them autonomy. We've trusted them with clear expectations and accountability. And they respond in all kinds of ways that are, that are filled with ingenuity and creativity and innovation. And we're now far more innovative than we've ever been before. And so I think you can get greater outcomes. I think you can have more creativity and innovation. And I still think you can have a sense of, quote, control, if you will, of, of a sense of we're not risking everything by building in a strong agreement right up front with clear expectations and agreed upon process for accountability. You do that well and you'll inspire your people. They'll perform better. You'll lead in an extraordinary way and you'll get the outcomes that will satisfy all stakeholders. And so I think this is a better way to lead in our changing world. Thank you so much. And what I love about that is that it's affecting both your results, your creativity, your innovation, the things we need in our organizations right now. And it's also building an environment where people feel more engaged, right? It's both at the same time. Um, for our last question, Stephen, we, we're, we're talking a lot uh, about building more inclusive spaces. And even the Smart Trust you just covered does that. Are there other behaviors or a key behavior you would point out of your 13 to that build relationship trust that is most critical to building an environment where voices are heard, they're engaged, and we're actually building a place of belonging? This is critical today. It's always been critical, but never more so than right now. Yes, let me highlight two key behaviors for this, and they work hand in glove. Listen first and demonstrate respect for what you hear. If we do this really well up front, where we go into any situation with any employee and in any context, um, different countries and cultures, different groups, different teams, different individuals. And our starting point is always to listen first with the intent to understand, not to reply, and then to demonstrate respect for what we hear, as opposed to, to judging or, or, or assessing or evaluating. And if we do that well up front, listen first, demonstrate respect for what we hear, what that does is the equivalent of giving people emotional and psychological air, just like what oxygen is to the body, understanding is to the person, to the soul. It, it gives them air. I feel heard. I feel listened to and not just listened to, but respected. 
and valued for who I am and where I'm coming from, not judged or evaluated, but just respected as a human being. And it's a great starting point and it helps build trust. It puts us on the same page, the same team. We do create that sense of belonging and being part of an inclusive team, an inclusive culture. Why? Because we listen first, we demonstrate respect for what we hear. With that as a foundation, now our differences can truly become our greatest strengths because we celebrate them, we run with them, we recognize that that it is the interplay of these differences in this environment of trust with listening and with respect that enables those differences to turn into creativity, into innovation, into all kinds of possibilities that we could never achieve without them. But the key to the differences coming alive and being seen as strengths and being run with as a strength is to build a level of trust. Two key behaviors for doing that, listen first, demonstrate respect for what you hear. I would also come back to, let's also extend trust. We got to be more trusting of each other. Perhaps our the strongest unconscious bias we have is what is deciding who we extend trust to mm. and extending trust to everyone leading out with this in a smart way, you know, smart trust, you know, where we assess the situation, the risk, the credibility, but our bias, our desire, our tendency is to lead out with trust. It opens up possibilities because people respond to that. It ignites the fire within and they want to give it back and they perform better. And so to be trusting, I think, is maybe the lead behavior that we need today in our changing world. Thank you so much, Stephen. It has been a pleasure. And thank you for joining us on Be A Better Leader. It's always great to be with you, Jen. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.